0: Welcome to this week's episode of Getting on the Green. All right, so I'm really excited to interview this next person, Uh, Nick Schroth. He is kind of an all-around guy, Um, very interesting, Uh, been in a couple of different businesses, and so I'm excited to hear more about him. So, welcome, Nick. Thanks for coming on with us. I'm really excited to get to know you a little better and hear your story.
1: My pleasure. Glad to be here.
0: So can you explain a little bit more about yourself uh, and kind of what you're doing these days um, kind of for, for a living?
1: Yeah. So I'm the, uh, I'm one of the partners at NAI South Coast. I'm also the managing partner at CRE Valuation Services, uh, NAI South Coast commercial brokerage, uh, real estate brokerage firm in Stewart. And CRE Valuation Services is a, uh, an appraisal network, and um, I run the uh, Treasure Coast office of, um, of that firm. And um, in addition to uh, those two roles, which I would kind of consider my day job, we're um, I'm, I'm, I'm founder and uh, partner in Island Murata Beer Company and distiller, brewing and distilling. And I um, we're also working on a couple of development projects. Um, one we just finished up here recently. It was a uh, retail development, and another uh, we just got started. It's a 62-unit uh, townhome development.
0: Wow, very cool. So I have a lot of different directions that I kind of want to go with in this uh, uh, discussion. So one of them was, do you um, individually invest? So in in what you were just talking about. The development are are you a an actual partner in that or is that something that you're helping a client with? Uh, it's kind of both. So
1: you know, I try to um, you know bring clients to deals, and then you know where there's the opportunity um, to maybe you know take on a role that's otherwise vacant in the in the deal, like you know development partner or managing partner. Um, you know, I like to fill that role. And so um, that the there's a couple of different scenarios that that I can give you an example of uh, Gatlin Palms was a um, was a is a one and a half acre corner parcel that um, myself and my partners in the beer company, um, you know, eyeballed. And then we brought in um, one of my clients in the real estate world. And, and we, you know, kind of joint ventured that um, added some land to it to make it a two and a half acre parcel, and then and then developed eight thousand square feet of retail and a Checkers there. My role was to coordinate all the construction, the project management, and and you know leasing efforts. And, and now we you know manage that property under the NAI South Coast flag. Um, so you know, kind of an example of where I had a, a commercial real estate client that. Um, You know didn't necessarily have the time to take on the construction and development side of that project but um you know we were able to you know bring together a good deal for everybody and and you know um you know that's kind of an example of what um you know what what i've what i did in that scenario um the 62 townhome lot deal is very similar um you know a couple of guys that are um the scenario there was that we had a home builder that wanted to build townhomes, didn't want to mess around with the site development. Um, we went to some guys that we've sold some properties to and said, hey, you know, what do you guys think about doing this site development here? And they said, sure, we'll, you know, we'll put our money into it if you guys have some skin in the game. And, you know, we, um, you know, together we're developing those lots for uh, for of Nanyu
0: interesting so so how long let let me take a step back how long have you been in real estate in general
1: uh, i've been in real estate since I graduated college uh in in two thousand um, and five and actually I spent my senior year um, as an intern for the uh the appraisal firm that I work with
0: interesting so how long have you been involved with ownership or investing in properties of if you were in it since two thousand and five so that's about fifteen years uh how how long have you been in the actual investment or ownership aspect?
1: Uh, I mean, I bought my first house in 2005, wasn't the greatest decision, but, (laughs) you know, got out of that with the skin on my teeth. And then, um, you know, around 2009, 2010, when the market was really at its bottom, um, you know, started buying some houses as rentals and started, um, You know, just kind of started small and, and, you know, have have grown what we started small into something larger. And, um, you know, I can't say that we're um, hungry for more properties or, you know, out there looking at every deal that's out there. But when we do find that right opportunity for a project that we feel excited about and want to do and, and, you know, have a client that, um, you know, wants to uh, jump in with us because they know what we're capable of and, you know, that we deliver, then, you know, we, we do that. Um, So to answer your direct question, I would say that, you know, 2009, 2010 was really kind of when we started, um, you know, putting our, you know, our dollars next to client dollars.
0: It's interesting that you mentioned that um, your first investment is your home, because a lot of people don't actually take that into account um, when they're talking about real estate investing. um, And that might be their biggest investment that they ever do is their home. So, you know, making sure that it's the right choice and the right thing for your entire um, asset values of all of your um, portfolio together is very important so I mean it's it's interesting how you mentioned that. Um, Well I think it's important that people understand
1: you know especially early on when you're buying your first house or something you
0: know it's it's
1: in, in my mind it was always money first and you know what I wanted second and so you know, I was buying properties that I thought were good deals and good investments, and you know, left a little bit to be desired. And you know, what um, where I was living or what I was doing with it, but you know, at it, it, you know, I guess I was twenty, you know, twenty seven years old, twenty six years old, so it was you know, it was easy to you know, rough it for a year or two if I was going to make some money on it. And you know, your options for financing, all of a sudden, you know, you can't go out and buy a commercial property with a couple thousand bucks in the bank. Buy a house with a couple thousand bucks in the bank. Mm-hmm. So, you know that was where the opportunity was, and I think it's important for people to understand that that's a um, that's a, a, a stepping stone that everybody should be taking advantage of.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. That's it's definitely the case, and I agree. So, you're a Florida boy. Uh, you went to school in Florida. Do you think that focusing on a geographical area that you grew up knowing is something that helps to make you a success?
1: I think in real estate, it is, I mean, there's, it's interesting because in the commercial world, you find, you know, a lot of folks that are, that are, um, you know, that focus more on practice than, than, you know, region. And so, or, or, you know, focus more on property type than region. And I think there's a lot to be said for that approach, but, you know, there, there is something missing in that approach when you, you know, don't fully understand the immediate geographic area that you're in and, you know, the economics of it, the dynamics of it. Um, you know, I can't tell you how many times I meet with people and they say, oh, you know, you're in the you're in the Fort Pierce MSA because that's how it's classified in Coast or, you know, whatever it might be, but if you told somebody in Martin County that they lived in Fort Pierce, they, you know, they'd probably
0: beat you up. (laughs) So um, do you think that focusing on one of those classes either demographic or the actual product type is something that somebody should do or, you know, as long as you're Providing a service and bringing value to a client—it um, really doesn't matter.
1: If you're in a big enough market, I think you—I think you need to focus on on a on a you know particular sector because otherwise, you know, otherwise you're you're flock shooting a little bit and, and you're gonna miss opportunities while you're chasing opportunities elsewhere, you know. Um, but I think in you know in a market like Martin County uh, or the Treasure Coast um, you can't, there's not enough to go around in any one industry. So it's hard to just focus on one industry. And I personally, I like being you know, more of a generalist because, you know, it kind of brings a little excitement day to day. You're working on, you know, an industrial building one day, you're working on a Marina, the next, you know, it's, it can be, uh, an interesting mix of property types and, and people too. And so, you know, that's, um, that is, uh, that is interesting, it is, you know, the, the counter side of that is, you know, every once in a while I'll be in a room with, you know, a bunch of, you know, industrial, you know, professionals and they'll start talking about, you know, rate per cubic yard and, you know, I get a little lost in the conversation, you know.
0: All right, so I know that uh, we're strapped for time a little bit, uh, so I kind of want to pivot into Isla Murata beer a little bit. How did you decide to get into that? Or what, tell me your thinking um, that gave you that idea.
1: Well, we were in the Bahamas. We drank a lot of beer, and it was about 2012. And we thought, uh, you know, craft beer was starting to show up in Florida, and we weren't craft guys because our, you know, our our preference in um, our our preference in you know beer was uh, was something of the lighter sorts, and that didn't really exist at the time. So when we um, when we were over there, we we had this idea to come up with a light craft beer and. Um, two years later, we sold our first beer and, you know, here we are, uh, eight years later with a, uh, 50,000 square foot facility in Fort Pierce and a, and a 3,500 square foot tap room and distillery down in Isla Morata. And, you know, we're, uh, cranking
0: out a lot of beer. So how do you get from an idea to basically where you are today? What type of steps did you need to take? Um, obviously you don't need to tell me every single one of them, but like, how does somebody get from an idea to actuality?
1: Well, I mean, in my case, I, I was lucky to have, you know, some real good partners that I, you know, still call friends and, you know, we're, we're very close and, you know, we were, um, you know, it initially just started as, you know, everybody kind of took an interest in their, you know, particular role of it and, and ran with it. And then, you know, the next thing you know, um, you know, with everybody putting a little bit in, we we ended up with a lot and, um, you know, it's, um, you know, I think the first thing is just to decide, like, hey, is this something that you wanna do? And, you know, not be afraid of it and and know that you're gonna, you know, take some missteps along the way, but, you know, learn from them and, you know, be better for them.
0: Did you have to find, uh, like, investors in you or did you all have to, or were you all able to just pull, you know, money that you all had from your, I guess you said, day jobs, to kind of go from there? Pretty much just
1: money from day jobs. You know, we have we have one partner that is, you know, a silent partner, but, you know, really we're all pretty even, you know, money-wise into it. You know, a lot of times it's, you know, hey, we need, you know, this is the cash call who can answer it this week. And, you know, so, you know, in the beginning there was a lot of that. And, you know, if I didn't have it, one of the other partners did, and you know it was just kind of a a day to day, week to week, and you know month to month, and now year to year. You know,
0: so that takes a lot of trust between the partners, correct?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's you know, I, I think that any partnership does, and you know, it's um it's it, if you don't have that, then you know, it's probably not even worth starting with.
0: Agreed. You know? But I mean, especially in the real estate world, you never know how a partnership is going to go. Uh, When the going gets tough. So it's very cool to hear that uh, you all were very trustworthy in each other and you know, you grew it into um, Certainly a recognizable uh, beer company. So why when you're starting out why choose to be and let's uh, Keep this in the realm of the oceans. So why be a minnow in an ocean full of whales and sharks? Like, so why be a small brewing company in an ocean full of, you know, the Budweiser's, the Miller's, the, you know, where, where do you see the value of that? Yeah. So
1: when we, when we started out, you know, there was, there was already this movement of craft beer stealing market share from, you know, the whales and the sharks, the, uh our thought process was we saw a lot of opportunity and how those those minnows were doing it and, and we thought we could be you know at least a bigger fish amongst that in the um you know the sense that there wasn't a florida focus craft beer at the time and so that's what we wanted to bring to that to that um that movement um the industry has shifted a little bit to where it is you know more uh you know the, the whales and sharks have eaten their share of the minnows and you know you know, a little it, things are a little more competitive, but you know, we were able to grow fast enough to where we're on pretty solid ground with what we've got, and, and we can still compete and um, you know be cost effective alongside those those guys.
0: So it's it's really cool because I haven't interviewed many people who have created in theory their own company. Um, you know, it, it's one thing to create your own brokerage, but it's another to. You, know, you guys created an entire concept. So it's very cool to hear about how you did that and what mindset you kind of have to be in in order to for instance take on those whales or those sharks. So is this something that you've thought of when you were going in saying, "Hey, let's start this and maybe a Budweiser or something like that would buy us out?" Is that or or is or is this something that you guys are keeping to yourself? This is yours. You want nothing to do with the with the big fish. I mean, I think, you know,
1: it helps you enter. It helps you justify the financial uh, investment when you see, you know, acquisitions in in an industry. So, you know, when we got into the industry in 2012, you're seeing, you know, record sale, you know, Goose Island acquisition, you know, all these acquisitions around the country for record numbers. And, you know, I think that helps you from a finance side feel like you're getting into a comfortable space or like there's opportunity in that space from a financial you know, side of things, but, you know, from a, from an emotional side, from a, Hey, we built this side, you know, I don't think you want to be getting into anything with the idea that, well, you know, here's the plan. We're going to sell this to someone because, you know, if you mm-hmm. let that drive business decisions, then, you know, a lot of times you're not making the right business decisions. We did, you know, we have talked to a number of people in that, in that world. And and that was just their sole motivation was, all right, we're going to build this and sell it. And, you know, you see them, you know, making decisions that are different than the decisions we made, and and you know, suffering because of it.
0: So, having that's more of like a safety net versus an actual target or goal. Yeah, I mean, I think it's you know, build
1: a good company and make a good product first, and, and then people don't want you comes along and does you know wants to have a conversation. You know, don't be too proud to have the conversation.
0: Very cool. So. Let's let's tie this back to real estate real quick uh, before we have to wrap up. Um, how do you choose a location when, for instance, you're doing your tap room or you're, where you're actually brewing or where you have corporate? Like, how do you choose um, a location?
1: Um, well, I mean the the tap room we have down in the Keys was was something we kind of stumbled upon, and um, my partner Chris. Um, you know, the, uh, my, my partner Chris was kind of the lead lead on that and he, um, you know, he, he was the one that, um, you know, found that location really kind of teed that up. And then, you know, in Fort Pierce where we, we do all of our um, distribution out of it, uh, that was, you know, I'd, I'd driven past that building a hundred times empty and, you know, it was built in 2007, hadn't been occupied since then and so, you know, it was just kind of one of those things where, you know, when we as a company decided, hey, we need a big facility to, to do, you know, to, to build out as our as our distribution facility and our production plant. You know, I kind of just said, all right, guys, I, I think I know the property and we just drove by it and everybody was like, yeah, let's buy it. And, you know, it, it the real estate side certainly made that, um, you know, made what is typically a gut wrenching, daunting, you know, part of growing
0: a business, you know, almost like a, you know, no brainer very cool um, alright so I mean I know I know you've got to go I have a million more questions I'd like to ask you um, but uh, hopefully we can get you on sometime in the future I really appreciate you uh, talking to us today very very cool go out and get some Isla Murata beer it's delicious I've had it before um, and thank you very much Nick
1: my pleasure don't forget we make spirits now too so oh. your like to and uh, our, our newest invention is Crooked Palm So um, I'm going to have to try that Take a look at the, uh, yeah, take a look at the full, full gamut of SKUs.
0: All right, right, will do. Thank you very much, right, Nick. Thanks. Have a good thanks. one. Yeah, you too, Matt. It was really cool talking uh, to Nick about all of his ventures and seeing how uh, his journey has gone, uh, starting in real estate, having that real estate background when going into the beer company um, and how that's helped him to succeed in his other venture. Um, one thing I want to touch on is and especially throughout this COVID adventure that we're all going through um, is the necessity to have multiple streams of income. We've seen how people have lost their jobs um, and have been affected by COVID in so many different ways um, but if you have multiple streams of income you can survive through these ups and downs um, as we see in the stock market. The stock market's at basically all-time highs. Um, Bitcoin is ripping Um, a bunch of Tesla is through the roof Uh, seems like there's no down days through that Um, so other investments other than your day job your nine-to-five is it's something that can really really provide a safety net for you and seeing Nick talk about his safety net and his diversification of his total asset base is very cool and I can't stress enough how important it is to constantly have your eyes open to look for these other streams of income, look for these ways to create a larger, more sturdy uh, safety net. The way I like to think of it is as a table. So if we're sitting at a table with one leg, how easy is it to push over that table? Fairly easily, in my opinion. Now let's add another leg. Does it get a little bit harder to push over that table? I think so. And add a third leg, a fourth leg, a fifth leg to the table. Imagine a leg with eight, nine, ten legs on it it's going to be pretty tough to topple over that table and by legs, I mean streams of income. Um, It provides that sturdiness and the table is your asset base and your wealth and comfortability. So keep adding and looking for those legs that you can add onto your asset base in order to provide that safety net. It's very important Um, and and it just provides other streams of income and other ways that you can spend your time, your energy, uh, find your passion and um, you know enjoy yourself. So I appreciate you listening. We have uh, two more episodes before the end of season two. I'm really excited about them. I really appreciate you sticking with us through two seasons so far. It's been thrilling. Uh, I just posted my second blog to our website, gettingonthegreen.com. Check that out if you have. Any comments, questions, anything along those lines, feel free to reach out. There is a link on the website. You can do that. Um, And other than that, we will see you next time on the green.